Council. So Cam, he's our, our camp director for, for the summer, and then he's, he's our, our uh, connections coordinator because we have five connections coordinators that work with these kids year-round, right? So we have camp and people, kids come out there and they find Jesus and, 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 and amazing things happen. It's life-transforming for them. And then they go back to where they came from, to the environment that they came from, and we follow them. We don't just leave them till hope till next year, but we have the connections program that, that we have in these five kids. So so Cam is is following her and and um, and finding out what is going on. And and she's she's cutting. She's cutting our stuff. And our connection coordinators get together with her and, and they start taking her to church. They start hanging out with her, helping her with homework, going to a movie, just chilling, you know, Facebook and, well, texting and a little bit of this, you know, that kind of stuff. Just, just not really a lot, not, not a huge amount of commitment and involvement in her life, but, but just, just a little bit. And Jesus says that we are salt and light, right? That, that's what he says, salt. How, how much salt does it take? Right? In, in the darkness that is around you, how much light does it take? You know, um, if you take my phone and put the little light on it, you know, you can see that light from anywhere in this building. Even if it was pitch black, you'd have no problem. It's just a little light, a little bit of salt. And that's all it takes. And, and now Sophie, and we can read this, okay? Sophie became intrigued with the youth program at the church and as the worker came with her, it only took one more time, and she was hooked. Now Sophie is absolutely thriving in church. She stopped cutting and has been baptized. Little Sophie. Ah. All it took was one caring adult to take her to church a couple times. A little, little girl came to camp. Now, yes, it's we have horses out there, right? We have archery. We have the pool. We've got the basketball camp and, the, and all this kind of stuff going on. So it's a, it's a lot of fun, a lot of activity and that. And we have campfire. And it's that campfire that the kids encounter, well, a gigantic mirror that helps them to look at themselves so that they can see that they need something, that somebody loves them, that somebody cares. And it's not only a counselor that they're working with. It's not, not only the staff and the volunteers that come out there. Last year we had over, over 71 volunteers. 71 volunteers. That's a lot of volunteers to run a camp. We need a lot of people. And, and, and not only that, but they, they get to be introduced to Jesus. But, but this one girl, Angie, she, uh, nah, like having nothing to do with this. Because, well... First of all, her social worker sent her to a Christian camp before, and she hated it, right? All they do is jam, you know, religion down your throat. It's just not my thing. And so, so she just kind of wouldn't go. And, uh, of course, we can't just leave kids by themselves wandering in the forest, right? I mean, right, we, we have a, a three-to-one ratio there, right? So, so we have got to be managing every kid. We have to know where every kid is. And so... Well, Cam is sitting with her in the wagon, and they're just chatting. Cam says, so uh, what's the matter? You know, how come you, well, this and that, and a little bit of story. So, so Cam sees a little bit of, a, of, a, of an opportunity to speak a little bit into her, and, and says, so, so what are you going to do, you know? What, what's going to happen after graduation? Oh, what do you, what do you mean? You're not, you're not thinking about it? You're not, you're not talking about it? I, I have no plans. I will not be alive. She's 17. I won't be alive. Uh, Cam is, is, okay, now what do I do? And, and this is the one thing that, that, you know, I was looking at the list up here, right? The, the gifts of the Spirit. 
right? What, what's Cam going to say to her? What, what can Cam say to her? But you see, Jesus gives us these gifts, a word of wisdom. So outside of Cam comes a little whisper in his ear that he shares then with this child. And as they keep talking, he says, no, no, it can't, it can't be that, that it's, it's not possible that, that you, you can be thinking of ending your life so soon. We're like, like, doesn't anybody care for you? Her response was this, look at my application. So after a while, he was talking about it. And, and he went back and looked at his application. Now, now normally, if, if, if a kid falls off a horse, then, then we have emergency contact information, right? So, so, and they, there would be list of names or some people in, in there, right? Okay. So her emergency contact list, the first one, was 911. 911. That's her emergency contact person, 911. The, the next one was the yes, the youth emergency shelter. She had no one. No one. But now she's got Shiloh counselors that are going to be her friends. See, that, that's, that's the kind of kids that come out to Shiloh. That's, that's what we're, we're working with. Um, let's, let's go in there. Um, and and um, oh, I'm going to have to turn around a bit to see, to see what's going on. How, how many... Have been out to the ranch before. Okay, we got a few, right? How many? This is the first time you've ever heard of Shiloh. Okay, one, one. So at shot two. Okay, so Shiloh Youth Ranch. What we do is we work with children and youth who live in high risk and vulnerable situations. That's all. Okay, so we we aren't dealing with just a normal camp here, where you know we we take the inner city, the the we take the the social services kids, the corrections kids, the, the, the uh, low-income family kids. Uh, we, we take the kids that, that you know, it's, it's kind of tough sometimes for, for them. Th those are the kids, ADHD and, and, and different kinds of medications and, and all that kind of stuff. And, and it's, it's those kids, right? You, you know, in the, in the school field, you, you can always tell those kids from the normal kids, right? And so those kids are always kind of on the periphery and always, you know, well, they're getting into trouble anyway. They're doing stuff they shouldn't be doing. It's, it's those kids. But at Shiloh, all the kids there are those kids, right? So it cancels out all the weirdness, right? It, it cancels it out. Like, okay, two years ago, uh, okay, one of the kids from, from a foster home, you know, he's... He's a pretty smart kid, right? He's, he's going to a horse camp. Now, he's a city kid, okay? Up until then, the biggest animal he's ever seen is the neighbor's German Shepherd, right? Okay, so a horse is a whole different kind of big when it comes to one of these kids. And so now he's going to a horse camp. So you need cowboy boots. You need a cowboy buckle. You need a bandana to put around your neck and a kerchief, and you need a cowboy hat. Okay, so he comes out there, gangly, skinny, little 13-year-old, you know, with the big, thick, black glasses, you know, root beer mug lenses, you know, that, that kid. He's like a cowboy nerd. <laughs> right? And, and there he is, and it's like nobody else in the place looks like him, but he is ready to ride. Now, at the same time, one of the kids from the inner core, he's, he's a skater, right? A skater, you know, yeah, you know how the skater guys go. Their pants are dang, hanging down past their knees, right? And, they, and, and he has a bandana, too, just like the cowboy, except he wears it around his head under his cap. And his hat is a flat, flat-brim hat, right? Absolutely great, right? And I always want to go up there and you know, shape it, kind of get it, to, but it's absolutely straight and still has the tags on it, right? It's got the, you know, and, and he's, got, he's got the chain, and he's a skater. He's bad, man. Out at Shiloh, these two guys were best buddies. 
you're a best buddy. Because all of the barriers and stereotypes are gone for these kids. It's absolutely remarkable. So we, we, we minister to kids age 7 to 18. And uh, they come out for a week of camp. And they encounter things like love. They encounter things like hope. They encounter things like second chances. We have kids that come out year after year. And, and sometimes, sometimes we have to send kids home. They're just too much. Run away, we have to call the police, they have to chase them down, and, and uh, maybe there's a skirmish or a fight, or, you know, we, and we have to send them home, right? We had one kid that we've had to send home three years in a row, and he keeps coming back. And you know what? You know, in, in his application form, when, when he keeps coming back, you know what we put on there? <coughs> Accepted. You can come. Accepted. What's your... Accepted. What's your history? Accepted. You don't have enough money? Accepted. Accepted. You can come. And so they, they keep coming. God does only what God can do. Um, Isaiah 58 says, says here at verse 6, we, we go back a little bit. Is not this the kind of fasting that I have chosen? He's, he's saying, now when we think of fasting, we all go like, oh great, you know, no food. And the, and the fasting, actually it's pretty cool the way it works when you think about it, right? Because when your hunger kicks in, right, and, and when you fast, for some reason you're always more hungry than normal, right? And you're always thinking about it, like... You know, it's only 10 in the morning, and yet two hours for lunch. Oh, man, I'm good. And then I, oh, how am I going to, you know. But, but the hunger then triggers you, oh, yes, I, I should be praying. So then you're back into prayer. And, and, and that's, that's how the fasting works. You're denying, denying yourself, right? But, but God is saying here, is not this the kind of fasting I've chosen? Something a little different, a little twist. He says this, to loose the chains of injustice to untie the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free, and to break every yoke. Right? And, and when I look at that passage, I go like, yeah, well, we have 70 volunteers that come out there, and then, the, then our, our, our workers that work with the kids year-round or, or whatever, and, and this is what we have to do all the time. They come in there, and these kids have experienced levels of injustice that we can't even imagine. Although I can't totally say that because I'm sure there's some sitting here who have experienced the same, right? You're, you're just an older Shiloh kid. Didn't get a chance to go to Shiloh. Too bad, but, 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 but you've been through all that. You, you know what I'm talking about because you've been there. Well, so to loose the chains of injustice, to untie the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free... You, re you realize to, to loose the chains off of something, you got to get down and do something, right? They just don't, you know, poof off. They, you you got to go down there and unhook it. That means somebody's got to do something. Like 71 volunteers have to do something. You have to do something. And so just like my unscheduled plan for my attachment to my motorcycle, just like that thing there caused a problem with my thumb. It's no different than our spirits and our souls in service to the kingdom of God. When we get up in the morning, we've got our plan. We've, we've got everything figured out. Well, I'll just drive to work, go, go through the drive through get my coffee, head there, do that. By lunch, uh, what am I going to have? You know, think about it. And it and then, or you got the bag next to you and go like, oh, great, those sandwiches again. You know what? You know, you got your day planned. But, but in the spirit realm, if we are out doing the work of the kingdom, then there's going to be something unscheduled that's going to come there and affect your day. Right? I pray that something is going to come unscheduled and affect your day and then you're going to get a Band-Aid on your thumb because something's going to happen. You're going to get a chance. The phone's going to ring. Something's going to happen. A person that you're going to encounter, 
Someone's going to flip you the bird. Whatever it is, you're going to get a flat tire at the wrong time. It, it doesn't matter. The, 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 the contractor that's supposed to be doing the sidewalk is late again. But you see, these are all things that are happening because God is expanding his kingdom through me. And these gifts are to be flowing through us. Word of wisdom, word of knowledge, faith, healing. Look at that. It's all positive stuff. Not word of, I'm going to tear you down today and I'm going to sue you because you're a loser and you inconvenienced me. Like this morning, I got two tickets on both of our vehicles from parking uh, violations from yesterday. 200 bucks. Ugh. But, but you see, things are happening in my life, and, and, and I just have to flow with it. Let's go to the next plane. So what do we do? Well, we've got, there's horses, we've got basketball, archery, hor um, um, swimming, all that kind of stuff. Campfire, let's go to the next frame. I'll get through some of these frames here. So here, here's, the, here's the way it works. Uh, it's it's about three hundred and fifty dollars a week is what it, the value is to send a kid to camp, right? These kids don't have three hundred and fifty bucks, obviously, right? And and say a single mom has got three or four kids, there's it's impossible, right? It's impossible. So we charge fifty dollars uh, registration fee, and we have found that we have to charge something, right? Because we send the bus out. And if we charge absolutely nothing, then we have too many no-shows. Right? I, I, don't, I don't get it, but that's the way it is. So we have to charge something. Well, one mom phones up and says, well, I'm not going to be a freeloader, but I can't give you the 50. Can, can I go on a $10 a month payment plan to send my kid? Her kid's going to be there. Right? Her, her kid's, her kid's going to be on the bus. And so, so that's the way it works. But sometimes, yeah, we waive the fees. Um, and so that's why we work through the churches and do fundraising events, all that kind of stuff, because, because we have to pay for the kids. We have to raise the money. we got, we got to pay for them. And then we just let the Lord do what, what he does. Let's go to the next frame. So who, who can attend? Who's the kids? Well, foster care, group homes, referrals, uh, low-income families. Let's go to the next one. So this is kind of what happened last year. And we're, we're experiencing a, like a 13 to 17% average growth of everything every year, right? That's kind of what we're, we're averaging. So last year, 403 kids came out. Look at this. 142 kids gave their lives to Jesus for the first time. Praise God. Right? Sophie, Angie, Josh, they met Jesus last year. Um, 18, we had 20 horses this year, and then the little fold, so 20, 20 and a half, I guess, or whatever. Eight, eight weeks of camp. Um, so this year, we're expecting 450 kids, right? That's kind of what's happening with our with our numbers right so that's that's it, it's going insane actually let's go to the the next um, so so we need volunteers we need people to to give financially we need we need support and 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 all that kind of stuff now uh, volunteers uh, let's go to the to the next frame well this here this events over and um, it's part and parcel to the whole my motorcycle thing, right? Because I'm, I'm, not, I'm actually not really a horse guy, right? But I'm a steel horse. That's, that's what I am. So um, anyway, so we've got this. So any of you steel horse riders, like do you, Lincoln, do you have a motorcycle as well? You, you when you're, you're, so you're strictly the, okay, the four, four-legged stuff. Okay, anyway, um, 
uh, we do this uh, event every year. So all you bikers, how many bikers are here? One. Bless you, Joey. <laughs> You're a good man. I knew it. So, so this is why I don't stand up on the stage when I preach, right? So, so that uh, next year, it's the first Saturday of every, every June, like, that's what it is. So you can join up for next year, and uh, God, only God can do things like this. We, we 22 riders last year, 22 riders, not a lot of riders, $60,000. So they weren't giving us these, were they? See, something stirs in the heart of someone who gets involved. And those of you who have been out there, you know what happens. There's an anointing over that place, right? You cross the Texas gate into the ranch, and you go like, oh, there's something happening here. Holy Spirit. And... And when the buses, and I, and I seen this, the very first year I was there back in 2000, help, I helped build the place, and we had the first camp there. That's what you were going to say, and you didn't get a chance to, even though the pastor told you to say it, but get the thing, and then, then, then you didn't. You know, sorry. There's always next time. We'll work on that a bit. Yeah, okay. So, so anyway, back in 2000, um, and, and I remember the very first week of camp we, we had, and I'm standing, I, I'm driving the John Deere tractor with the two-cylinder, right, with a little primer motor you get going, and belching the black smoke and just chugging away. What a cool tractor. They don't have tractors like that anymore, right? You know, anyway, so I'm sitting there, and I've got the wagon on the back, and, 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 yeah, Norm Bonk is there. How many know Norm? Does anybody remember Norm? Anyway, he's on his white stallion, right? Uh, it's typical. Yeah, it's uh, excellent. And and the and the bus comes full of kids. They come over the threshold of the property. They cross the Texas gate, and there's like this this wall surrounding the camp, and all of the world stuff, all of the crud, all of the junk that those little souls are carrying is left in a pile outside of the gate. And the bus comes in, and it's clear. It's clean. It's a place where the Holy Spirit can minister. And, and all of that stuff is left on the outside. The only evil that comes onto the camp are the zillions of mosquitoes for some reason. We've only lost two kids um, last year. And, and so, so um, and, and that's the way God works in that place. We have intercessors that are coming out there this week that are going to walk the property. Uh, House of Prayer is is an organization in the city that they they have intercessors. They're they're coming out the first week of 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 uh, July to to pray to bathe that place in prayer so the Holy Spirit can do unencumbered what He needs to do in the lives of these kids, so that when when we come out there we'll be able to say that we can loose the chains of injustice, that we can untie the cords of the yoke, we can set the oppressed free, we can break every every yoke, and and as we go down to the bottom. Verse 12, this, this is the promise. This, this is what ends up happening. And, and it's not only when you're involved with Shiloh, but it's involved with, with the kids in this own community, with, with your neighbor, with, with the people you're interacting with. God is going to bring you into people's lives no matter what, and you're going to be Jesus. You're going to be salt. You're going to be light to those people. And no matter what it is, you're going to be functioning in those gifts and, and, and light and hope is going to follow you everywhere. And here's what, what he says here. Verse 12. And your people will rebuild the ancient ruins and will raise up the age-old foundation. And how would you like to, how would you like to have this title? Right? I, I want this title. You will be called a repairer of broken walls and a restorer of streets with dwellings. So when you lay your head on your pillow at night, you're like, 
what can you do? Well, we have sponsorship, so here, there's the kids, right? That's, that's the kids age 7 through 17. There they are. I got 450 kids on their way to camp this summer, three weeks from now. They're going to start coming in. 450 of them, just like those guys. There they are. And I need volunteers. I need prayer intercessors. In fact, the prayer intercessors is what I need the most. It's what I need the most. People who pray. So for those of you who are inclined that way, Cam, there are our follow-up coordinator, he sends out a weekly email outlining a kid. So Sophie's story would be in the email. So it's like prayer requests, and here's Sophie, here's a little background, here's a story, here's what God's doing, here's what her situation is, and then here's the top need that uh, she needs prayer for, and, and then those will be listed, okay? So Cam sends that. Now, he won't be doing that till this September because he's now busy running camp, but, but if you want to get oh, uh, uh, that list coming into your inbox on Monday mornings to add to your prayer list, give me your emails. Please give me your emails and we'll get you on that list. We need, we need people praying. We, like, like it's unbelievable. We need people praying. And lives are changed. And so as we do this, as we work together, someone's going to ride a bike. Someone's going to mend a fence at the barn. Someone's going to help dial in a horse. Somebody's going to pray. Someone's going to help cook food. Someone's going to give some cash. Someone, all these little, little things that happen all, all make the opportunity for people to encounter Christ. We all do it together. We all do it together. Let's bow your heads in prayer. Father, oh Lord Jesus, praise you. Praise your name, God. Praise your name. Hallelujah, God. Worthy Jesus. Lord, even in the testimonies today that I heard, you are active in the lives of people and intervening. You care about a rash on an arm. You care about a banged up thumb. You care about a little girl who's cutting herself because she can't cope with the pain. You care. And Lord, the people that gave the testimony, they said, are like so-and-so prayed for them or they prayed for me or, or whatever. I, they prayed. Somebody prayed. And, and Lord, you moved. And so I just pray, God, that, that that would be our lives, that we would be praying. That we'll just pray. And we'll get involved, and we'll make a difference. And those chains will come off. Those cords of the yoke will be removed. The oppressed will be set free. And then the yoke that binds will take off the neck and destroy that yoke so it can never be hooked up again in the name of Jesus. Lord, that there would be complete and total freedom in and so, Father, I just pray your hand on this time as I've been able to share a little bit and, 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 and talk about your heart to, to kids that are going to be strangers to pretty much everyone here, but as well just to our neighbors and those that we interact with. That Jesus, as we walk out these doors, that we are going to walk into a life where the unexpected will happen, like the thumb, the design and the plan that we have in place will be modified because the unexpected will happen and that we will respond the way that you have designed in that particular case, in that particular instance. And so we commit this to you in your name, Jesus, Lord, we pray. Amen. Well, I don't know what to say, Vern. I was supposed to do the intro, not the closing. But uh, anyways, if you'd like to help out, it's a very rewarding. I know uh, my wife and I went there, 
and uh, we and uh, Lincoln and uh, some others were there, and we were dropping trees and clearing brush and just helping out that way. And there's many other things that you can do to support them financially and in prayer. And you heard the different things that Vern has brought up. And so I would encourage you, uh, if you want to make that connection, there's there's uh, pamphlets out in the foyer, uh, and there's numbers on there. You can make that call directly. And uh, perhaps if you'd like to get together as a group from the church, we can also do that. We did that in the past as well. We'll get together, we'll go out there, and, uh, but we'll have to coordinate with them what's the pressing need. And uh, many helping hands make light work. Amen? Very good, uh, very good ministry, reaching out to the young ones. And save for the grace of God, there go I, right? Each one of us. So... So, Father, we thank you. I'm just going to close. Pastor, do you want me to close the service? Okay. So, anyways, uh, Pastor's just going to go on there and uh, we'll have some music and whatnot. But feel free to talk to Vern after uh, we officially close the services. And if you have any questions for him or, or um, ideas or whatever, you can talk to him directly. And uh, if you have any other questions, look at the brochure or get a hold of myself or Cheryl. I'm more than help, uh, pleased to help you out with that. Amen? So I'm just going to close that part with a prayer. Father, I thank you that uh, you are the God of provision. Lord, you meet all our needs, whatever they may be, physically, spiritually, emotionally, financially. Father, you're an all-encompassing God. All things are before you, Lord. And your heart is a heart of grace a heart of mercy and a heart of love, a heart of compassion and a heart of provision. So, Father, we pray and we lift up uh, the Shiloh ministry to you, Lord, that, Father, you would bless them mightily. Lord, that your anointing would come upon them in even greater depth and a greater increase, Lord. Father, you would bring in the workers, Lord, godly men and women who have a heart and a passion to serve the kingdom in this area, in this way. And, Father, we pray that your blessing would pour forth upon them, that, Lord, they wouldn't just sustain, but they would excel, Lord. There would be more than enough provision in every area, Lord. Because, Father, these are your children. You gave them life. You created them. You put the breath in their lungs. And, Lord, we want to be a part of your family and helping out the rest of this family, Lord, your family. So, Father, uh, I pray your spirit of encouragement and uh, wisdom that doors would open up, Lord, that need to be opened. And, Father, that you would clearly speak to our hearts, that we would search our hearts, that we would bring this to prayer and say, Father, here am I. What can I do? And, Lord, you will speak to us. I know you will speak to us, Lord. And your voice is clear and it's concise. And it's, uh, Father, a voice of, filled with love and compassion. And thank you, Father, for what you're doing at Shiloh, what you have done, what you are doing, and what you have yet to accomplish in that ministry. And Father, we thank you for the harvest field that's there we thank you for the kingdom work that's being done there and father we speak a blessing in the wonderful name of jesus to that ministry bless all the uh, staff there bless the counselors the pastors burn all the different individuals lord as they pour themselves out to you lord that you will say well done my good and faithful steward thank you father Jesus, all I am and have and ever hope to be, Jesus, all for Jesus, all I am and have. 
never hope to be all of my ambitions hopes and plans I surrender these into your hands all of my ambitions hopes and plans I surrender these into your hands for it's only in you that I am free for it's only Jesus, all that I have and never hope to be. Sing that again. So Jesus, all for Jesus, all I am and have. There it is. And never hope to be Jesus, and all for Jesus, all I am and have, and ever hope to be all of my. Ambitions, hopes, and plans, I surrender these into your hands. All of my ambitions, hopes, and plans, I surrender these into your hands. For it's only in your will that I am free. For it's only in your will that I am free. Oh, Jesus, law for Jesus, all that I am and have. And ever hope to be. So, Lord, we just pray this morning as the words of that song would be a prayer to our hearts, Lord. That, God, that we would recognize that our lives are only what they are because of what you have made them to be. And so, Lord, today, knowing of the great needs that we see before us this morning, we thank you for Vern and sharing the work of Shiloh Ranch. And this is really a work of love. It really is. It's a work of mission. It's because, Lord, you've called us to go and to be a light in the darkness. And so, God, thank you for Vern and the volunteers and those who work so hard to make this happen, to reach these kids that are lonely, are depressed, who have been abandoned and rejected, Lord, and you know all the other concerns they have, and yet we are so thankful that year after year after year, you are faithful. And I pray this morning, Lord, that as you have opened our eyes to see this need again, that, Father, that you would speak to our hearts, that you would move upon us, Lord, you would, and whatever it is that you ask us to do, that we would recognize that it's all for Jesus. It's all for his glory. It's all for his honor. And so, Lord, may we go today in faith and in trusting you, Lord, uh, knowing that, God, if you call, you supply. You supply. And so, Lord, we pray this morning that each and every one of us here will understand 
that we can only be here by the grace of God. And I pray that, Lord, in your service, that we will partner, Lord. We will partner with what your spirit is doing. And may, God, we see the fruit. May we see a great harvest of souls. So bless Vern and the work of Shiloh Ranch. We pray for every volunteer, and we pray for every dollar that comes in will be used for the furtherance of your kingdom. And may it be so, Lord. May it be done according to your will. And may, Lord, we recognize our calling as well to, to wherever we go, that we are to be called to make disciples. And so, God, as we go this morning, may it be all for Jesus. May all of our ambitions, hopes, and plans be for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you this morning. Be sure to uh, connect with each other. Be sure to connect with Vern. And uh, God bless you. And I think Lincoln has a... Sure, yeah. Um, I come in this morning, and, and this young man, this is Kindred, by the way, was, was sitting over here, and I'm kind of a little bit dark, and I, and I walked in, and I, and I said, morning, uh, morning, um, now I'm just drawing a blank, on um, Jack, I said, and because I just thought, uh, kind of Jack has short hair and looks like about the right height, and he says, good morning, he says, but I'm not Jack, and so, so I come over and, and just said hi, and, and as soon as he said Kindred, my, my mind just jumped back uh, about uh, five, six years. Anyway, um, <coughs> Kindred used to come with his mom here. Um, and uh, three sisters, was it? Or two, sis two sisters and a brother. And, uh, and, uh, so, and I thought it was kind of cool because he's, um, this is Shiloh um, Sunday here where we're going to represent him. And, uh, and so I, I asked him, I said, did you go to Shiloh or did you volunteer that? Anyway, are you willing to share a bit here? Um, this is the first time I've ever done this, so it's kind of scary. My heart's just sure. pounding. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your I, f I feel like God has been calling me to share with you guys here and ever since I came in the door today. Um, it's funny. Uh, he was talking earlier about the kids in Shiloh that were uh, too much to handle, really bad, and they'd have to call the cops. They were always running away and stuff. That was me. <laughs> I was one of those really bad kids. Jesus has really changed my life. And he wants us all to be witnesses for him. And I'm so happy that I found Jesus. Was that at Um, I've been on serious journeys in my life. I've been through a lot. I just actually just recently found Jesus. Actually, he's been he's been pulling at me since I've been really young. And I've been to Shiloh, been to lots of churches with my mom, and um, I never really, never really believed anything growing up. Um, and I was kind of walking in ignorance, and in ignorance, not really knowing any better. And I felt like I was the king of the world. Nobody could tell me what to do everything was my way or the highway um, and then I ended up going to jail a couple times and I was on a very bad path always partying and throwing my life away with the wrong friends and took me to hit rock bottom really and I was wanted by the police and running away from them uh, for dangerous driving and stuff like that and, uh, until one of my friends 
uh, I don't know if anybody knows him. His name is Stephen Pointer. He's now gone. He passed away last year. Um, he was letting me stay in his house because nobody else would because I was wanted and none of my friends wanted anything to do with me. And he, he handed me a Bible. And I took it not really knowing like why or anything and um, then I took it to town with me and I was wanted and I was really scared and then I started to read the Bible and as I opened the pages and I had questions on my heart and I started to read and God spoke to me through the Bible he pretty much showed me everything that was wrong in my life everything that was going on and he really spoke to me and I knew what I had to do I had to turn myself in and just trust him and and then I ended up getting sentenced eight months in uh, jail his first time to adult jail and um, there I was continuing to follow Jesus and I went to church groups and everything there and he he really worked in my life and he changed me and then uh, I prayed that he would never leave me, never let me, never let me go away from his path. And, and because I prayed that prayer and then I ended up walking away from him again and then I went to Thunder Bay, Ontario to visit my brother and I was still walking away from him and forgot about him and stuff and was in, back into the partying and drinking and stuff that's no good and I ended up going to jail in Thunder Bay and as soon as I got into the cell I was put in a cell with an old Christian guy and he handed me a Bible and right at that moment I was like this is crazy like I was walking far away from him didn't even remember him until I was locked up and then that old guy handed me a Bible and I said you're, you're good God you <laughs> he pulled me back to him when I was walking away and then uh, I had fellowship with that, that old guy we talked a lot and uh, I wanted to get baptized. I was telling him I wanted to be baptized. And then there was a, a chaplain there that came in, uh, talked to all the guys. And he asked the chaplain if he was able to do a baptism in the jail. But he was able to do it. I was one of the first to be baptized there. And then after being baptized, I got out and I've been following Jesus ever since and I've never been happier. So the Lord was starting to speak to, to my heart, you know, and, and the scripture reading, uh, what's the fast that's required, you know, to loose the chains. Um, when uh, I, I imagine, and you can correct me if, if I'm wrong here, Kindred, but one of the things you were dealing with was major anger um, when you were in camp, right? I mean, you're running away. Was, was there anger there, or am I... Okay. Um, I, I've, yeah, and, and you, I mean, that's one of the things I can relate to anyway, you know, and, and I... I didn't maybe experience some of the things that, that Kindred has walked through and, and been through, but, uh, but I, know, I know the Lord showed me that I was angry. And, um, and then you don't want to listen to people when you're angry. But um, I'm just wondering, I, it's, so, it's so neat, you know, his mom was faithful to bring those kids, you know, Kindred and his uh, brother and sisters for, for a number of years. And, um, and, and how the Lord gets a hold, you know, now, now he went to Shiloh, he, he went here, um, I know in Sunday school he didn't always want to be there. Uh, Penny could maybe relate to that if, because <laughs> she was. <laughs> but um, 
but, but you, could see some, you could see some anger. And, there, and anger comes because there's hurt, right? And, uh, but the Lord uh, planted some seeds. And, and I just wanted to say, share that because sometimes it seems like we're not, we're not accomplishing anything. And uh, sometimes, like Vern said, you know, there's 142 people uh, give their lives to the Lord. And, and that's higher than I think it's been in the past when, when I was going there and volunteering. But um, there's a lot of kids go away, but there's seeds planted. And, uh, and when the Lord plants some seeds, eventually there's going to be, somebody's going to come and water it, and there's going to be some fruit. And, uh, and this is what we're seeing now. And so we just praise you, Lord. And, and I'm just wondering, God's got a purpose for, um, for kindred. And um, one of the things he shared with me, he said there was some scripture coming to mind the, in this last while, that the enemy, seek, that the enemy comes like a, a roaring lion, and he, and he seeks those he can devour. And... Um, so, so the enemy's probably got a better idea than we do what the call is on Kindred's life, and so he's trying to sidetrack him. He said there was different things where he, he knew he had to come to a church, he said, but, but he said there was different things. He was at a friend, and he said it just it was gloomy. He didn't really feel like going but to church this morning. But anyway, he, he pressed through and he went. And, um, and I'm just wondering, can we, uh, can we gather around, and, and, uh, and uh, would you be okay with that, Kindred? Can we, can we get everybody to come gather around and we'll just pray for you? Because God's got a purpose. We want to see that fulfilled. Can I get you to step up and we'll... And if somebody, if the Lord's laying something on somebody's heart, then, then I just want to hand the mic around. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the, the work that you're doing. I'm just feeling to prophesy over you, so I haven't got a word yet, but I'll just sit here and ask God. Is it okay if I lay hands on you? Um, the whole time you were talking, I was just um, really sensing God's faithfulness to you. And um, you prayed that prayer, God, don't let me go. And, and he's faithful to that. Um, yeah, he's, he's not going to let you go. He's hanging on to you. Uh, he, he leaves the 99 to go after the one. And uh, you're that important to him. He's, he's going to keep coming after you no matter what. He's not going to leave you alone. Thank you, Father. Freedom. 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 All unclean spirits. Oh, just let him go. Let him go in the name of Jesus. Freedom. Freedom. Where's freedom? Father, we thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for, for leaving the 99 and seeking out each one of us. Thank you for seeking out kindred. And Father, we recognize that he's no exception, Lord. You do that in each one of our hearts. Thank you for the work you're doing in, in my heart and in every heart here. But Father, we thank you especially for the work you're doing in kindred right now. Thank you for giving him the courage to come up and share and, um, and speak what you're doing in his life and your faithfulness. Father, we ask that you would minister to his heart. Father, we thank you for that tender, sensitive heart that you've given kindred. Father, remove the adversary who's come against kindred. In the name of Jesus, we ask that you would remove that adversary and that you would release him to fulfill the purpose that you've created him for. Lord, you have purpose, and we ask that you would, that purpose is to bring glory to your name, to help others, to minister to others, to, to lead others to you. Release kindred to fulfill that purpose in Christ Jesus. And Father, we thank you for the joy. We thank you for the life that you've poured into him over this past number of years as, as he's met with you, as he's turned his heart to you. Father, just pour in more more, 
We ask for more of your spirit, Lord. Fill him. Fill him with your spirit. Empower him to walk where, where he doesn't even know he can walk right now. Thank you for leading him by your spirit. Thank you for empowering him to fulfill the purpose for which you've created him. In Jesus' name we give thanks. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We just come into agreement that every foul, evil thing trying to stop you and your destiny, we come against that right now in the name of Jesus. We come against fear. We come against the spirit of anger, the spirit of rebellion. We come against that. We thank you, Lord, that your word divides soul from spirit. God, we thank you for your word. We just release a hunger into your heart for the word like you've never known. We just release the fire of God over you. We just stand as parents, as mothers and fathers in the spirit. And we release the fire of God over you. And we thank you for every place your feet have tread. And we call those that ground, that the places of darkness that we've been. We praise God for those places your feet have tread. And we claim those places. We say you will go into those places because you know those places. In God's time, in his time, when you're ready, when you're ready, you will know that there'll be a complete turnaround. We just bless your courage to come and speak. We just say thank you to, just for your courage just to come and speak and just share the details. We call shame a spirit. And we call it off of you and we bless your voice. We bless your voice and your courage to speak. We call the fire of God into your voice. In his time, in his time, and he's going to set you ablaze. We just, we just call wisdom and revelation, hunger for his word, that you'll be ravenous for his word. Yeah, we call you a great man, a great man of God, and that you're going to bring many, that you're going to bring many, many into the kingdom. bless you, we 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 bless the giftings in you, and we call them ignited and activated. We bless your wife, we bless your wife, we bless your wife, we bless your partner, the partner that God has brought for you, we bless her, that you would have vision. That you had a vision for your future. We bless your dreams. Thank you for this one, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you have taken this one from darkness into light. I thank you, Father, for what you've already done in his life. You have done amazing things in this young man's life. You have given him a testimony that will bring life to many more. Father, we do bless him in Jesus' name. I pray, Father, in Jesus' name, that his path would be made straight by your Holy Spirit. I pray that there would be an outpouring of love upon him this day. As I speak to him as a grandmother, Father, I speak as a grandmother to this young man who has seen many things but those things are given to you so that you will walk in light, so that the Lord will use your testimony, even as Loreen said, to bring many before the throne. You will be used of God. Do not walk away from those things that God has shown you. Do not ever neglect the fact that God himself has given unto you the Bible many times. 
Father, I do thank you for that inner witness that this young man is receiving today, that he is a champion. He is a champion over the darkness in Jesus' name. And he will use this championship to bring many more. He will be just, even just speaking those words, Lord God, he will bring others to Christ because our testimony is given to us to be used for the kingdom. And this testimony will be used for the kingdom in Jesus' name. I declare that. I speak that over this man in Jesus' name. His testimony will be used to bring others to the kingdom. Amen. Amen. Receive that. Open your eyes, Sonny. Open your eyes. God has given you a great thing today. He has declared you as being a champion. You are a champion over this darkness. In Jesus' name, I declare that. I declare that over you. And I just wanted another confirmation, um, just hearing God say that uh, there, are, there are no small people in his kingdom, that a son of the king is a prince, and there's nothing less, and, uh, and you are great in the kingdom of God, and he has got huge purposes for you, and it's not something that you have to make happen, he's going to make it happen. Yeah, you just have to step out in obedience to him, and he's going to make a way for you. There's going to be those times when you're alone and nobody else is around, but you can feel the hand of God in your hand said some things tonight God never forsakes you ever he's your by and by he's right there for you and you can put your hand out and he will grab it just like I am now and you will feel the warmth and the strength to carry on and he will open your eyes and your ears and he's your buddy he'll be right there with you call out to him he'll never fail you I want to give you a fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit's love. I want to give you a fresh baptism of the love of the Father for you. I want you to understand that. I want you to look in my eyes, and I want you to understand that the Father himself has come to you this day to give you a fresh baptism of his love. You receive that. Receive that. Receive that. A fresh baptism. Fresh baptism. Of how much he loves you. He has given you much already. And he has much more to give. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. You have touched our hearts. You have brought the Father's love even to this place. And we bless you for that. We bless you. Thank you. Thank you so much. All of us have to agree to this part that the yoke that was on your neck has now been destroyed. The past that is linked to that yoke has been obliterated and no longer exists. A new yoke has been placed on your neck. You are a bondservant of Christ now. We dedicate this as your new life in Jesus' name. Um, can I do one more thing here, too? When, when Jesus was, keep your eyes open, okay, Kindred? When Jesus was uh, released into his ministry, he was baptized by the Holy Spirit, and, uh, and the Father from heaven said, said, you are my son. And can I just convey that to you from, from the Lord? You are 
I am well pleased with you, kindred. You're my son, and I'm well pleased with you. You have a tender heart. You're willing to answer me. You're willing to, to serve me. You're my son, and I'm well pleased with you, kindred. Don't let any lies take that away from you. You're my son, and I'm well pleased with you. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.